Blog Talk Radio. Oh, hello. We're 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 not on yet. We're just practicing. Phil's calling me. Who? Phil's calling me. Hey. Oh. Yeah, we're we're just. uh, Let me check the sound. Hang on. Phil's calling. We'll be on in a minute. So are we on or not? I don't know. Hello. Check. Hey, Phil. We're doing a radio show here. What are you up to? Okay, cool. Can I call you back? All right. Oh, Lauren, we're on. We're on now. Oh, hey. well, then oh, maybe we, later, Phil. Yep. we should probably talk sports or at least something relevant. Uh, well, football's new. It's a new sport. Well, yeah, week one. Wow. I mean. It's the Archer Lawrence Sports Show, episode 96. All right. 19, I don't know. Yeah, you know. You, you've been... Uh, no, yeah. I have no idea. Anytime I suggest, well, maybe we should take the week off or something. No, no, we've got to have the 100th show on this date at this time. So I, you know exactly what show this you, is. You wouldn't have a clue. So full of shit you right now. You wouldn't know when it was. It, like Roger Goodell over there. What? Hey, I, I know nothing. Calendars? I haven't seen I a calendar. I didn't, I didn't take a look at the calendar. I haven't seen it once. I haven't, I haven't discussed it with anybody. Are you going to play music, or are we just going? I There's mean, music. Start... Don't you hear the music? No. What, what's wrong? Oh, my headphones are plugged in. Plug, plug in your headphones. Life. This show is going Oh, awesome. wow. Now it sounds like a show. Thank you so much for listening. At Large and Lawrence on Twitter, call us tonight, because obviously we don't know what's going on. I don't. Do you? Do you no, you I've, I've never right. known what was going on. It's 888-787-4827. That one will cost me money. But if you dial the local line at 347-945-6131, that'll cost none of us money. Give it a shot. You can find us on uh, Blog Talk Radio, like, like you might be doing if you're listening live. We're going early tonight. We're, we're changing our time by next week, I think. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think we'll be going Thursday. Different day. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening iTunes, Stitcher, if you haven't got us there yet, give us a holler. Lauren is here to take your calls at that line that I mentioned earlier. Mrs. Mueller. Miss Mueller. Miss Mueller, yeah. For now. I'm sorry. Right. The <laughs> Mrs. would mean she's married, but that's not for another few days. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm a Miss for just a few more. Have you met the Jagoff she's marrying? He's an asshole. He's, He's in a shit mood. Well, what else is no? Yeah. Let's hand it over to Al Archer. Thank you, tune, thank you for tuning in to another exciting edition of the Larcher and Lawrenson Show, where today we will be talking about, and we hope you call in with your anger and your frustration, week one of the NFL, the Chicago Bears season underway, starting off with a disastrous home opener and a loss to the Bills in a game we should have won, had to win, and now the season is over. Uh, we're looking at the draft. We're probably going to be drafting in the top 15 and uh, let's hope they can get this draft pick right. You must have been watching a different game because the, the game I saw was a battle. It was an overtime battle with a team, with another team that plays in the NFL. Another bad and I'm team. Pretty, we don't know that. It's the first game of the season. Okay, another, it, so I saw a battle between two teams, one team that's figuring it out, and another team that's pretty much at, at midseason form. 
The Buffalo Bills came in here, what? and they are the ultimate favorite. They're going to win it all, and here's the chance. We have a chance to beat them again at the end of the season in San Francisco, I believe, is where that'll be. The last game of the season, Super Bowl 50, we'll, we'll have another shot at the Bills, and you, we can only hope. You what know, a game. We almost pulled it out. You know what the problem with your sarcasm is? Is people are starting to believe it. Literally, somebody came up to me yesterday, right. and they go, hey, does Clark seriously, is he seriously defending Conte? What? Is, what is he what serious he that Conte? he thinks Conte's a good player? Do you think he played a good game? No. He I had don't. one bad play where he was trying to knock he the ball out. He had multiple bad head. plays, and he was head. not trying to knock the Number ball 47. out. Number 47. Not That's a good it. player. Any wedding gift, if you get Lauren and I matching Chris Conte jerseys, give me the home, get her the away. That is the best gift that we received the entire time. Number 47. He you're joking, right? He, please he tell me you're joking. He's making some great hits out there. And then, oh, two plays happened uh-huh. that just ruined it all. He is the anti-Mike Brown. Okay, two games in a row at home. He is the row, anti-Mike Brown. Two games Brown. in a row in 2001, Mike Brown won the game for us. Two games in a row. Two games in a row, regular season games here. My, uh, Chris Conti lost them both. Right. I'm not saying Chris Conti lost the game. He cost him the game. He, he was, was a him. contributing he, factor to a bad play. game. He got posterized, so it was, it was put out there and everyone saw it. Yeah. He got posterized. Well, here's the deal. And that's what happened. I was sitting there. I had my miso soup from my little Asian place. I, I love eating soup on Sundays when watching football. I'm kicking back. I got my bowl. I'm sitting there eating the, the ramen noodles, having a good old time. And uh, the Bears start losing. And uh, I realize the game is over. And I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm angry. I am ready to just pour water on my TV, uh, maybe join some sort of a ministry, become a, a priest, and just give up watching football or any hopes of a real life. But then Chris Conti got ran over, and I just started laughing. I'm like, this game is exactly the exact way last season went. It started out, wow. It was like, wow, we have an offense. Things are legit here. Things are good. Things started breaking down. All of a sudden, the defense couldn't stop the run. The defense could not stop the run again. We spent millions of dollars. We brought in tons of free agency. We hoped we could stop the run. And what did we do? We gave up an extra half an hour, a half a yard average than yeah. we did last year. Oh, I agree. When we yeah. went, what, six games? We gave up almost 200 yards I rushing know. this week. And, I think 194. Giving up all of those yards rushing, that's all on number 47, Chris Conti. I understand. I get no, it. No, it's it not all on Conti. It is not all on Conti. But he so you didn't see him. He, he didn't come up with an interception that directly led to seven points for the Bears. He came up with an While interception. While your is over there handing the ball off, giving up. It was 13 points. Our, our picks led to 13 points. What did we lose by? Three. Boom. He gave up. He, gave, he got an interception on a third and long play on a long ball. Okay. So it would have been a punt Wipe regardless. Then him getting knocked over there, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. They were at the, at the 10 or the right. 15 already. So he's just going for the ball. Give the guy a chance You're right, to try to make a peanut Tillman. He could not Tillman. stop peanut the Tillman's run. over there teaching him how to knock the ball out. He gave it a shot. He was out of position and could not stop the run at any point during the game. He is one of the reasons the running bank game is so bad. Our run really? defense is so bad. He's a big reason for that. We don't have a safety. All right. I'll, I'll watch it again. I've watched it three times already, and I haven't seen this yet. But I'm You have not seen Chris right Conti playing bad. I saw him miss a tackle when he was going for the ball to try to save the game. The only bad play you saw of Chris Conti was that last play yeah. of the game. Make it a save because you are screwed up because that, that inefficient offense went three and out. Three and out in overtime. We get the ball in overtime. He goes three and out. I'm missing the whole thing because somebody had walked into my office and talking to me about nonsense. 
and I can't even watch the overtime. Just say excuse just, me. It's by overtime. By the time I look up, this, this guy, what's his name? France, France Jackson? I, he's running into the end zone. Well, yeah, I Poor mean, shit. it was bad. It was a bad game. And now we're going into week two against an angry San Francisco team. We have not beaten San Francisco in San Francisco since? Since uh, 1981. Since 1985. We've played them seven times. We average. Guess what we average offensively in the last seven times we played them? Well, it's a good thing we now have a great offense. They can't turn the ball over, Al. And if they don't turn the ball over, we're winning this game. Just in the last seven times we played them, guess our average score. The average offense? Or yeah, what? the average score. Our average score, uh, six points. Five points. Damn it. You know how many points we've averaged giving up? How many? Four. 31. 31. So it's, we've lost by an average of 31 to five. Correct. Over okay. seven games. So we're going to win this game 58 to 44. We play terrible in San Francisco. We've always They're had a problem win. traveling. It's not good. This is horrible. Uh, if you want to hit panic mode, now's the time. By the way, if you want to call up and discuss the Bears, us tell us what you think. Can somebody please call and tell Clark how wrong he is about Chris Conti? 888-787-4827. He's the poster boy. That's it. He's more than a poster boy. He's way more broken than he Chris Conti. Two plays doesn't, doesn't lose that game. It's ridiculous. He is the poster boy of bad, but no, bad let's talk is about still linebackers. bad. Let's talk about your lazy Terrible. ass, number 55. He's old. He's, party. he's so old that he doesn't have to do anything. It's a party animal. Yeah, let's go out all night. It's fine. At, at age 33, you know how well that goes staying out. It doesn't work well for me. I'll tell you that. Shit, you're hung over for three days. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, listen, I don't think there's anything good to talk about with this Bears team right now. I will say this. The offense was decimated by injury. You know, everybody says they didn't look good. Well, you have Jeffrey go out. With, which was weird because it said probable, but then it's overtime and he's still not playing. You had Brandon Marshall, who was clearly injured but would not get off the field. Where's the backlash on Jeffrey for not coming back? He was running around the sideline. Well, I, I don't got it. Yeah. Why, why doesn't Jeffrey get it? Well, receiver's a little different. Whatever. Um, and then you're, both of your starting guards are out? Both starting guards. Yeah. Uh, your starting guard and your center. Starting guard and center. Yeah, Garza. Garza and Slosson. Okay, right. you're right. Yeah. yeah. So you see your guard and your center. Well, when they said Garza out. was out, I thought that was just a coach's decision. Well, Garza's not getting any younger. Well, Brian DePalma or whatever his name is stepped they, in. They and, one of them or by the way, both of them uh, played well. Both those uh, guys who came in. Yeah. The offensive line you really wasn't much a more. huge issue. No. But you don't know how much that affected. Schemes, running, defense. I mean, you, it's, we don't know how bad that was. When you lose four players out of 11 on an offense, you're not going to play well. And defense, I thought they did what pretty much we wanted them to do. If if they would have only scored, what did they end up with? Twenty one points, somewhere uh, in there. It was twenty three to twenty. Twenty three points. I would have been happy with us only giving up twenty three points if you told me week one that was what yeah. happened because we should have had twenty seven offensively. I thought they would give up twenty three points. And uh, the only I would have been happy with that if I didn't know they were going to run for one hundred ninety four yards because if you're running the ball, you're controlling the clock, you're winning the game. So, I it's just ah, this. There's nothing. There's nothing to smile about right the now. The first drive looked great. They can work a couple. Kicks they look out. like Super Bowl. They went back to work this week, and they're going to beat the Niners this week, and uh, it all starts now. So uh, I, Sunday night magic. I will say this: if they do go in there to San Francisco and they win that game, all of a sudden all hope is found. 
glory be, because everybody is going to be happy. We're all going to we're all going to switch gears because we're not supposed to win that game. We're all upset right now. We all have no hope because we were supposed to win this game. It was opening game against the Buffalo Bills, not a good team in Chicago. We're supposed to win that game. That's one of those games we're supposed to win to get to those 9 to 10 wins. When the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs, we'll talk about something different. Okay, regardless. They obviously are better than what they were. And uh, that ass clown running their defense, he's had our number. This is three straight times now. Last year with, the, with Detroit, he owned it. He's a defensive coach. He, he owned us. Yeah. He took care of it. So he knew what to do up in Buffalo. It, it, it did it. It got it done. I'll tell you who, who needs to, get, who needs to uh, maybe, maybe head on out. I'm jumping on board already. Last year, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he wasn't using his terminology. Mel Tucker. He had a bunch of people injured, and now Mel Tucker. That's right. It's, it's time. I'm, you're I'm you're already week one. You are done with Mel Tucker? Well, it, it needs to be reassessed. I'll tell you that much. You know what I heard out it there? It needs to be reassessed. You know what I heard out there that makes... it's a process. You know what I heard out there that makes a lot of sense? What? This, this has been floating around, and this would be... Everybody in town would be happy. We, we'd have a parade. We'd bring out those Southside kids to march down their... their Five four hundred mile parade that they had with the World Series. I think I heard it, but now I don't remember. What is it? Mike Singletary? Oh boy! Have him come in here, take his pants off, and run the defense. Yeah. You don't think he'd fire up this defense? You don't think he'd get them in position, get them angry, yeah, get them sure. wanting to play? Bring him in to a couple practices, have him talk to the team, get him fired. No, up no, no, no. Linebackers coach. Bring him like in that. as your defensive coordinator. Okay. What's wrong with that? He's a good coordinator. He's just a shitty head coach. Oh, yeah. Fine. Do it. He was on the sideline last week. Do you know it was also alumni day? Like all the old players were around, yeah. and uh, they were on the field at halftime, things like that. Was Mike Dicka red-faced and drunk out there? I don't know if, if Dicka was there. I, never, I, didn't catch any, uh, I didn't catch any pictures of him, but Singletary was around. Singletary. I imagine McMichael. Otis McMichael Wilson. will come Mongo anytime he can. Oh, yeah. Mongo was there. Uh, Big Cat Wilson Wow, Big Cat. Him and, uh, I loved Big Lawrence Cat. Lawrence feeding me names here. And then, uh, Otis Wilson. Quite a few of them. Oh, yeah. There were, there were quite a few guys that, that were there for the uh, alumni day. They always do it, I think, the first game of the season. It's homecoming. What a, well, there's an, now you're even more Old embarrassed. Uh, Reedy Sori was out there. It was kind of cool. Now you are even more embarrassed, aren't awesome, you? dude. What's that? Huh? What am I more embarrassed? You're more embarrassed. I mean, if you're the Chicago Bears and you got there, you got all these greats, these legends, these football icons. Oh, no. They're on the sideline. You're there, opening day, big expectations, and you lay an egg like that, you should be absolutely embarrassed. I would quit. I would resign. I'd be like, I am too embarrassed by this. I am leaving. I am, I'm leaving the organization. I'm obviously detrimental to this organization, and I'd be gone. And by the way, the love for Tressman, it's gone. It is gone. Huh? Oh, no. No, it's fine. Tressman and Emery? It's a process. They were doing a lot of good things out there. You heard Jay. He said it. They had a lot of good things going on. It's not, it wasn't like Jay threw a shitty pass on that interception to that. Horrible. To the line. What happened to this mature Jay said, Cutler? Do you remember that San Antonio Holmes didn't know what he was doing? He, he, screwed, he screwed up his assignment on that. All right. Well, San Antonio Holmes, they just picked his over. ass up. I mean, he shouldn't even have been out there as much as he was. But again, you lose two wide receivers. Let me tell you a little story about management. I play this game, John Madden Football. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, I have. I've been coaching the Raiders, and we decided to move to Orlando and become the Magic, or the Wizards. Well, I didn't have a quarterback, so I found out Peyton Manning would play one season if he was 40 years old. Okay. Rated a 95. I had uh, Julius Jones as my receiver, and I had a nice number two receiver. Wow, they made it to Florida. Every time we would take the field, Julius Jones would get hurt. He'd be down for four weeks. The, my second receiver would move to the first slot. My other, everyone would bump up. With Peyton Manning, we could not move that offense. 
All right. Julius Jones is in. We were unstoppable. As soon as that element was gone, our whole offense disappeared, and we ended up only winning four games that year with Peyton Manning. Jesus. Julius Jones ended up getting injured for 14 weeks, done for the season. We had no hope. It matters what you have out there, and when you don't have your guys out there, when you have Marshall, when you have Jeffrey, your two MVP guys, two very important people, now all of a sudden you got San Antonio Holmes, who they just picked up off the street, starting out there. He doesn't know where he's going. It's like having Devin Hester out there, only much more talent. No, I, I couldn't agree. And speaking of Devin Hester, where the hell are the special teams? Speaking of Devin Hester, I'm very happy for that kid. 99 yards. Did he return one? He had 90, no, 99 yards receiving. Oh. Wow, good for him. Wow. Listen, if you get me, if you sign me off the waiver wires this week and you put me out there to return kicks, I would run with more fire, with more um, aggression, with more eagerness to gain yards than the, the lumps they had out there last Sunday. This is, I mean, two phases of the ball are bad. Three phases of the ball are bad if you're counting injury. Because I tell you what, Elshon Jeffrey, I don't think is playing this week. I don't think Garza's playing this week, and I don't think uh, Slauson's playing this week. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, they said it was precautionary holding him out, but what, what do you think? Are they just being vivid on that? Yeah, well, I think it's precautionary, but precautionary often leads to not playing. I think our offense was pretty damn lucky last year with no injuries, and then this Whew. year, game one, you showed how vulnerable it really is. And by the way, the Bears just made us look stupid. You know, we went on uh, Channel 26. Yeah, we I had an awesome 11 uh, wins. 11 wins. i got to change that now. So I'm going to say it right here, right now, 15 wins. <sighs> Jesus. What? I think you're going the wrong way, buddy. What do you mean? You want to bet? Okay. How Stay. many wins? How many wins do you think this Bears team can? Right now, seven yeah. wins. Oh, you're just seven. Fucking back and forth, Fairweather. Jesus Christ! Stick with your guns. What's one game? It's one stupid game, and you don't know how good that other team is. Okay, go go with me here. Walk through I'm this. I'm with you. Walk through this with me. What? Okay. We start off. We play the Bills. We should beat them. We don't. Right. Zero and one. Should. Yeah. Based on right. last year. Be honest with me. Here. They had a Next week. Next week, we go to San Francisco. That's a win. I mean, be serious here. You really think we're winning this game? In all honesty. Al Larcher, they're going to beat the San Francisco okay. 49ers. Now, I think you're just they're being a homer. They're going to beat the fucking San Francisco I hope 49ers. you're right, but you're not. Okay. So they're not going to win against San Francisco. Historically, we've played bad there. Horrible times. Say it. That's fine. Boom. We're going to lose that game. You're wrong. Now, week three, guess what? We're on the road again. Against the New York Jets. The Are New York Jets, scared? who, by the way, have a great running game. No way. What can't we stop? We'll figure it the out. The run. We're fine. Oh, my God. Now we're 0-3. And who are we playing in week four? 2-1. and one. In week four, we have uh, the uh, Green, the, Bay the Packers. Green Bay Packers at home. Yeah. Boom. 3-1. and one. First That's quarter. First quarter of the season, we're three and one. It's absolutely believable. So you're seeing zero and four. Are you Are you saying this? I'm disappointed in you. I am saying it's. I am saying if you look at things from a very statistic point of view, from a very actual fact, from a gambler's perspective, it is very likely we could go zero and four. I think there's a seventy percent chance we go zero and four. Al, I need you to believe in the process. We're already zero and one. Believe in the process. I'm 25% there, We're baby. We're not a process. We're figuring it out. Okay, process. Figuring they it they out. can shove that process up their ass because the process is not working. Things, I don't, you know, there's nothing to change. If there's nothing These to change. These on defense don't even know where to go. Those linebackers, geez, who, who, who's our linebackers? A ghost, a shell of Lance Briggs, and then some guy that, that we're trying to just make him into something, Shane McClellan. 
Horrible. We're trying to make something out of nothing. And mistake. Bostic, who's too young to really know what the fuck Bostic he's doing. Bostic played there. okay. Sure. He made mistakes, he made, but he, he played. He was gap, the best linebacker. Kind of stuff, but whatever. He was the best linebacker on the field. And if you would have said week one, hey, your best linebacker is going to be Jonathan Bostic, I would have said seven wins. That's not good. So, and you know who also looked bad? And I mean, okay. I honestly think we're beating the 49ers. Fuller. Fuller looked bad. The rookie. He was out of position. He looked like he got manhandled he's at times. Rookie. But he's a rookie. That's excusable. That, that's okay. I'm okay with that. That being said, his time, he needs to get it together quicker, being that he is a first-round draft pick. Breaking news story today out of the, uh, the Associated Press. It turns out the, that the law enforcement officials said that back in April they sent the tape of Ray Rice striking his then fiance in the elevator. Uh, to the NFL, and there's actually a phone-recorded message of somebody, an official, an executive in the NFL offices saying, yes, we got it, and ooh, that's not good. We saw it, it's not good. And then, of course, yesterday you had Roger Goodell, the president, uh, the, the CEO, a sense, of the National Football League, on uh, CBS programming, on their new show, being interviewed and basically saying, we never saw the video. And uh, th- it's not good. And uh, now he's backtracking. And it's very likely a guy who was once untouchable, a guy who's in a position of one of the most largest corporations. It's not even a corporation. The NFL is a nonprofit organization. But Roger Goodell makes $44 million a year. He had that job probably for life. You're looking at 15, 20-year job. Now, very likely, going to get fired the National Women's Organization calling for his head before the police reported today that they did, in fact, send that videotape to the NFL. Things not looking good for Roger Goodell, once the most untouchable man in America. Now Congress has got involved. The United States Congress sent a letter to the NFL today basically saying, hey, we're watching. We're looking to see how you handle this. And so far, they've handled it bad. I couldn't agree with you more, man. They've screwed this whole thing up, and it's really... This entire story is taking away from sports, and it's uh, it, it, I, I can't even I can't even turn on ESPN without without it spending forty minutes talking about it before I get to a highlight. Well, it's That's a major story. Saying. Yeah, and, and it's pissing me off. I, I want a sports station. Do we have a sports station? I'll, I'll take my drama station. Why doesn't ESPN split into two? One's their TMZ side, which they're reporting just like TMZ right now. But don't you have the Red Channel? Huh? Don't you have the red zone or whatever what the hell that? that is? Yeah, that's only on air during football games. I don't have that, but it's only on. And air I think you could order. You could actually get the coach tapes, and you could just watch all the uh, tapes of every game. What do you mean? You can get the raw games. I'd like to see highlights, but it takes last night sports. Well, Marcin we Greco will give you highlights. I was over at Higgins with Brent next door. We went in for a beer, and we're stuck watching this stuff for twenty minutes. Which don't get me wrong, well, I understand it's a big story, and I think it's horseshit the way that everything's been handled. But I want to watch fucking sports. But you understand the, the, the guy who's in charge of the organization is now under fire. And well, that's let's fire him, get him story. out of here, and let's get back to football. Okay. I'm done with it. He's done. He should be gone because he screwed this whole thing up. I, by the way, would like to drop my name in as a possible replacement. Good. I think I would get be Get in there. You and Condoleezza Rice. I would. Uh, Connie, Connie Rice is actually the, uh, I know. the name being tossed right. around a lot. I would vote for her. I like can, Connie. Can we vote? Yeah. No, I'm you can't name. vote on that. Damn it. You have no vote. You're not a member of the organization. But I think Connie Rice would be awesome. She loves football. She's a, a, a classically trained penist, I believe. She's a smart woman. She's former uh, was Secretary of State, if I'm not mistaken. That is true. 
just a, a lovely, lovely woman under Bush back when this country was strong and uh, America was a thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, now, now that America's been ruined, I guess, then it, it's all changed. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. Goodell has to go, right? Is that what you're getting at? I, you know, before this morning, I would have said he's going to weather this storm. And they like him. The owners like him. He makes zillions of dollars for the league. He's very good at his job. Does he make $44 million per year? Yes, he does. Jesus. $44 million That's a year. a lot of money. It is. But I got to think, there are so many people in this world who could do that job and do it as good, if not better. You know, if now, you're... That first video came out. How is that not enough to suspend a guy for a year? Right. I know. I mean, that, that should have been the decision. And it seems like it, now it feels like there's some kind of cover-up. Even if there is no cover-up, the, the illusion of cover-up makes people very uncomfortable. You're talking about domestic violence in a league that scams people out of money. Do you know the pink? You know the whole pink scam? Uh, yeah. What, what, about 7% of what they actually make goes to research for, for breast cancer? I, I think it's 8%, to be 8%, fair. So October, they're going to all be wearing pink. And then the league as a whole makes pretty much the rest of it. All right. the owners get they a bunch. Profit they all profit huge like off of that. Dopey people go out because they think it's for a good cause. It's like they're, they're pouring water on their heads. And here's the thing. Most people, and people, survivors, breast cancer survivors, and other people are like, well, at least they're spreading awareness, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. That's okay. I get it. But come on, guys. And 7% is more money than they would be getting otherwise. It's a lot of money probably. But Let's the be problem the NFL is an empire that makes a lot of money. The problem is how much money the NFL actually makes versus what they contribute with this illusion that they're for women, that women causes are what they're, what they're all about, which just simply isn't the case. It was just a, a, a marketing scheme to try to get women more yeah. involved in the football. And, and for the most part, it worked. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of, I see a lot of hot women on Sunday wearing pink jerseys. No, I, I do as well. I've seen some ugly yeah. ones, too. Of course. Uh, but they've done a good job they of just both, making... They both buy the jerseys, so that's right. even better for the league. Not for breast cancer research, apparently, but it is better for the league. If you want to discuss this, or if you want to discuss the woes of the Bears, if you want to put Clark in his proper place on his 15-win season, what you give talking? us a call right now. we got a number. Uh, 888-787-4827. You can also text us. That's 773-559-5189. If you're listening on the uh, iTunes or if you're listening on Stitcher, if you're, if you're catching us later on the podcast, thank you so much. I'm serious. I mean that. Thank you. It's not just what I'm saying. I mean it. There's so many times podcasters get out here and they just say, thank you. We, we like you. Thank uh-huh. you for listening on this and that. But I'm the guy who actually cares. And I Remember would that. like I'm to the thank Lord Clark of Larcher and Lawrence, the Lawrence side. I would like to thank our sponsors. People. And I want. <laughs> uh, and I'm I, drinking I like a, a sippy cup right now from Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and they'd make a great sponsor. I know that you Clark bars out there want to hit us up. So hit me up on Twitter at Where's Clark. Hit us up at Larcher Lawrenson, and you can even hit up my partner. If you happen to be an alcoholic, hit him up over there at Larcher Than Life That's on right. the Twitter, on Instagram even, because Instagram is apparently a place where you make statements now. Right, yeah. Because, uh, Ray, 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 uh, Ray, Rice's, Ray, Rice, Ray Rice's wife Way wise. made her statement on Instagram. And I, Did she? I really don't want to go into the, the statement or whatnot, but it... We're making statements on Instagram. Well, she basically did. Pictures for Instagram. 
She did what a battered woman does, and she defends her man despite how wrong she was. Yeah. And then Dicka got it in a little bit of uh, uh, hot he, water. It, I don't. I think he was misquoted. Well, Dicka should go home. I do too. I think he was misquoted. I do too, but he should go home. I think what he was saying is basically like what I heard Dicka say in Dicka speech, which was confusing mm-hmm. and easy to make uh, seem like he was saying something different. Right. What he said about Ray Rice's earning power is true. I think what he was saying is, hey, we're gonna. The NFL is basically. Keeping this guy from ever making money again, which affects his wife and kid. It's, it's serious. Bad thing, it's just sending a message, and guys should look at that and say, hey, do I want my career to end over behavior like this? And uh, it's a reasonable point, I thought, but it, it was made, Dicka made, because, of course, Dicka puts his name on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wine. <laughs> or a restaurant. Hell, Dicka even promotes Dicka impersonators, I found and out. And he, he also promotes, um, he promotes cough syrup as well. He does. <laughs> Thank you. Lozenges. Uh, Mike Dicka, I mean, that guy, every commercial, he's, 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 uh, he's giving mortgages, he's selling cars, he's got, I mean, this guy's got wine, he's got salsa, he's got sausages, yeah, he's got sure mustard, Mike, he's got sure shirts, Mike. he's got grilling equipment, he's got everything. Uh, Coach Dicka, he, uh, you know, he did say that I am uh, more of a Dicka than he is, and that was back in 2008. That's right. <laughs> Big, uh, I love that guy. Oh, that was funny. Uh, Don Feeling, I think was his name. He's a Dicka impersonator. He's got the look. It is, I mean, he looks like him. So what we're talking about is uh, we we did the Channel 26 spot Thursday morning time, with Allie Bockler, Allie a Bockler, contributor yeah. to this show. Yep. We got to contribute to her show, which was awesome. She invited us out. We went to the bar. We did the pre-sports, the pre-Bears kickoff, and there was a Dicka impersonator. Yep. And because impersonators, they can't travel alone. They don't want to be just the only guy who's impersonating somebody so there. You, you should bring along another like Bears or football right. impersonator, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you think? So he brought Guy Fieri impersonator with him, who, by the way, the Guy Fieri impersonator claims that <laughs> that he had the look before, before. Guy Fieri. Yeah, and and yeah. there was somebody who saw this guy who was a manager of Guy Fieri, and all of a sudden Guy Fieri's look changed. Exactly, and this guy had he had used to uh, this Guy Fieri lookalike. It's also he used a chef. In like bands, like he plays a bass. Right, right, right. But he's not also a. Chef. I think he's. He works at a sandwich shop now. He a very good sandwich shop. That's what you, you said. That. Yeah, that great. It's in your neighborhood. It's on Harlem Avenue. Well, we got his card from him, and all of the places that support him are in your neighborhood. <laughs> they so were all a, in the old Italian uh, sandwich neighborhood. From, but but the, the guy said that he had played in like some bands around, like he had toured with Survivor and stuff, and has had that look forever. Yeah, I kind of believed him. I, yeah, I kind of did too. I mean, wh- how, why would you lie about the guy Fieri look? Now, that unless it was your like, look. You've kind of seen that look before, maybe it not all put together and with the personality of Guy Fieri. Did Big Papa Pump once have that look? Yeah. He was like, if Guy Fieri yeah. was on steroids, he had the same look. I remember Jeff Butler in high school, our, our quarterback, he, he went blonde hair with a uh, black goatee. So, I mean, that look's been around. Worst, worst haircut I ever did, and I actually... Aaron's dad, uh, I, I, was, I was living with him at the time. Or No, I was still living at home, but I would go over there for meals. Um, yeah. I, uh, one time, I, you know how my hair could fro sometimes. Sometimes I could get the bozo fro. I love it. One time, I, I shaved just the top of my head <laughs> and actually had the bozo cut, or the Larry from Three Stooges cut. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was wearing a hat at the dinner table, and he's like, why are you wearing a hat? And I'm like... Nothing. He's like, let me see your hair. I'm like, no, it's okay. He's like, yeah, no, let me see your hair. I take my hat off. He goes, you can finish this meal 
but you're not allowed back at this house until you have normal hair. Oh, goodness. So it was the, uh, yeah. So old Guy Fieri lookalike. Also there that morning were the honeybees. The honey bears. The honey bears. Of course, Bring them back. Bees. Bring them they, back. They are trying. And now, now these, I mean, these were the original honeybees. Bears. The honey Jesus bears. Jesus Christ. I looked over and saw they had an orange shirt. Honey bears shirt. Yeah. Uh, I think it even said like 85 Super Bowl. It was uh, the right size and everything. Yeah. I thought about getting Lauren that as a gift, but do you think I could have asked? I don't think they were selling it. Me neither. No, but that was just like their... And it's the wrong move to just take it, right? Yeah, that's called stealing, it. Clark. Oh, it is? Yeah, you can't just take just something like... that's not yours. That's probably a heirloom collectible. I don't know. You person. go some places and they have a bunch of like uh, koozies laid out with their, with their names on them, and they, they, you just can take them all. But these ladies, I mean, they're all in their 50s now, and most of them kept up pretty well. I mean, they still look good. Hello, Kirkland. Um... But yeah, yeah the older ladies now, and I just kept looking at we, them. We talked with Mary Beth for a little while. Well, at first we were talking with not any of them. We thought it was, and it ended up just being a driver. Her driver. Her right. friend. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, then we talked with Mary Beth for a little bit, and she, she was great to talk to. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, you know, catching a little bit of the inside track. Getting a little inside. You know, when I kept looking at all those women, all I kept thinking about was cocaine and alcohol. Yeah. That was the only thing that kept going through my mind. I'm like, I'm man, these women probably like, partied, man. New Orleans... You know, they're just down there, just rocking. It's out. the eighties. I think they already knew they were gone. Eighties, you're a Bears cheerleader. Come oh, on, yeah. And no, no, uh, no fraternizing with the team. Right, they weren't no. allowed. That's no. we got that scoop. They weren't allowed to. McMichael, of course, more starts uh, than any Bear. He went and he he tried to get one, and the 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 chaperones like no. Stay away from separated. You them. stay away from Mongo. Mongo's trouble. No honey bears. What? what why is Mongo trouble? M- Mongo was. Uh, I, I've heard stories where he's he's pulled knives on people, looked at his wife wrong. He, I mean, Deborah. Oh, really? You remember oh, Deborah? Oh yeah. Who I eventually married Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. That yeah. that didn't work out either. Started with Jeff Jarrett or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So yeah. No, Mongo likes. Uh, he's a very sensitive guy. Oh yeah. We are. Uh, it's been. Six days now since it opened up the uh, the Garth Brooks World Tour, the comeback tour. Oh, that's right. Have we talked about Thursday that? I guess night. not. Huh? Last Thursday night, it was amazing, man. Uh, right from the start, as soon as we sat down, I didn't. I thought Trisha would be starting first, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the show starts. The skull with the countdown right there on the middle of the stage in the orb. Dude, I I really think, and after sitting there, and I'm sure you disagree with this, but. I feel like Garth Brooks is Satan. Like there were a oh, yeah. lot of like little symbols of Satanism, and he he's is. very cult-like. It was, well, it was weird. You know, he ruined country music, so uh, he didn't ruin Satan. Came music. in and ruined country music. Uh, opened up with "Man Against Machine." I don't know that song to be honest, but all the other ones, it's a, it was a Garth Brooks sing along, and he rocked it. It was a great, great show. That set list was amazing, man. Yeah, went with all the hits, and uh, he kept teasing it. He's like, yeah, the one point when he's like, all right, you know, we got to do all the old ones, but then we also got to do the new. We got to do yeah. the new. We're going to do them, but eh, let's do a few more old ones first. Ah, he knows. He kept putting he off the so new ones the to the point where when he he's got so to the new one, you were ready to hear it. You were ready to hear it by that point. And also, you could sing along with it because he was so kind enough to put the words on the screen for you. <laughs> yes. he, he brought a little karaoke to the concert. He did. It was, it was awesome. Live karaoke <laughs> with Garth Brooks. 
Um, but no, it was just it was man. I had a smile on my face for all the two three hours. Yeah, you, I did. The, the, that show so happened. much, man. Uh, you, you got that uh, for Lauren and I for our wedding gift, and I I appreciate it. I'm I'm positive, like Lauren Lauren appreciates it. No, it was a great time. I appreciate it. It was fun. It was a good time. It was great. It was uh, a little of reliving the youth and seeing him do it. He yeah. was a little out of breath. The first couple of songs, he was always out of breath. He was sure. out of breath ten well, years he's ago. He's been slightly overweight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's never fat. Well, no, he's, a, he's slightly, slightly overweight. Uh, the first couple songs, a little rough. Papa Love Mama, that one uh, in the rodeo. Yeah. You could hear there was something not hitting with the band, with him mixing. Yeah, matching. the speakers weren't right either. I thought maybe it was the arena at first, but then it, it picked up. It, it sounded much better as it went on. They did. It took him a couple... You know, a couple songs to get the uh, group. He hadn't done a, this big arena tour show in, what, 17 years? Yeah. I mean, sure, he's been performing in Vegas. You know, Lauren and I were lucky enough to see that show, but that was something else altogether. Yeah. That well, was a one-man show. He was almost in terrors at one point. He was, yeah, uh, he was. You know, when, when the whole crowd was singing along to his songs, and he was, uh, of course, I mean, he's such a stageman. It was, he is a stageman, but you, you could still see it. I mean... He was the, you know, that adrenaline rush when you're on stage. Yeah. You know, and, and it, I perform. I, the biggest audience we've had in the last 10 years was what, 70 people? I think 100 the, people. Was that the boat audience? Yeah. Something. And uh, something like that. And, and he's sitting there performing for what, 13? Is that what it holds for a concert? What? Rosemont? I think 26. No. Really? For a concert? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I know it's small. It's much smaller than that for, for like sporting events and whatnot. But. Uh, it was great. You you could see him, and he was just living off the energy of the crowd, like getting that feeling, that adrenaline rush coming back. It was amazing to watch a guy, and he was he was a happy fellow to be back up there, and he still puts on a great show. Sounds great. Trisha brought her out for a few songs in the middle of it. I didn't mind it at all. Eighteen thousand five hundred. Okay, for concerts or all time? Um, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. Come on, what are you, are you splitting hairs there? No. Um. Concerts, 18500 No problem. I love that place, by the way. The Rosemont Horizon is one of my... I used to remember when they had the, the beams coming down the side. I always wanted to ride my bicycle down, but I would have died. Yeah. Um, I remember going to flea markets there. I saw Andre the Giant in that building. I saw Stone Cold versus Bret Hart in an I Quit match at WrestleMania 13. That's historic. Um, I, uh, as a kid, I'd go to a couple Chicago Wolves games. Yeah. I saw Garth Brooks there in 1997. Saw Garth Brooks there as well. And then... Uh, Twice now. What was that? Around 2006 or so? I don't remember the exact year, but it was right after uh, John Cena won the, uh, WC, or the WWF title, and he unveiled the new belt. It was the first time that the spinny belt oh, came down. Yeah. About 06 or something. I lived in the city already, and I wasn't... I, I, Went out and got it. Well, it's funny because in that same arena, twice now I've seen a countdown clock and an explosion and somebody oh, come you out. Royal Rumble? No. What was the countdown clock for before? Y2J. Oh. Oh, were you there? I was when, there when that first, night. Uh, came, he, came in? He, the Rock was in the ring. The Rock was the star at the time, and he was talking. And all, for months, this clock like kept popping up. 99 or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it was just before the whole take, like WCW right. went out. The clock popped on the screen. There was 10 seconds left. We all waited, and then out came Jericho, and same thing happened this time. With a minute left, here comes Garth Brooks. Yeah. So I uh, found this uh, Reddit. Somebody on Reddit earlier posted it, and it's, uh, it's from the San Francisco 49ers website. It's uh, 12 lesser-known facts about the 49ers-Bears rivalry, and this is coming from the Niners' side of point of view. So their number one is that the 49ers were – 
first victim during their 1971 inaugural season at Camden or at Candlestick Park was the Bears. <clears throat> they had their own number two was they had their own original fridge in Guy McIntyre. They claim this. There's no, only one fridge. They never called this fellow the refrigerator. What's that all about? Mm. Number three. What is this, San Francisco? What is this horse shit? What is this you're reading? I, uh... It's it's from uh, San Francisco's website. Posted it. I, I caught it earlier on Reddit. Uh, this guy named Andrew Pettis. You can find him at Andrew Pentis on Twitter. Tell him what you think of this dumb list. Mike Dicka once tossed green gum into the stands at the stick. He was very, very enraged. By the way, green the color of mental awareness. Today's National Suicide oh, Prevention that's, Day. That's so amazing. Brandon Marshall, also big on uh, wearing the green. Yeah. So good for Dick throwing the green gum. You see the league help, help out with that a bit more. Yeah. You see, Brandon does it quite a bit, and I, I'm pretty happy with, with him for doing that with Brandon Marshall. It's good stuff. What else you got on this list? Uh, former 49ers linebacker brought the dunk back to Michael Jordan City. Uh, scored a touchdown. His name's uh, Peterson. He scored a touchdown and uh, dunked the ball over the goalpost, which if he did that this year, he'd be fined for That's it. right. That's a huge fine. Now. That's now a fine. Oh, they brought up the Kaepernick debut. Remember that? They mm-hmm. had this rookie quarterback starting. Bears couldn't lose going into Candlestick. Slaughtered us. Knew it. Yep. The one that is really catching me off guard that's got to be a bunch of bull hockey is the final one. This, their rivalry is technically the longest in football. How do you figure? This is how it's, I don't figure, Jack. The, the Chicago Hornets and the San Francisco 49ers started playing in 1946 as part of an All-America football conference. The NFL's Bears have been coming to San Francisco since September 4th, 24th, 1950, when they won Kezar Stadium 32-20. to 20. It's going to be the team's first matchup in Santa Clara. But... They're talking about some other team in the All-America Football Conference of 46, the Chicago Hornets. Ever heard of them? I don't know. I know of the Chicago Cardinals. I got that. I was listening to uh, the score late last night on my way way home from work. Niners uh, tight end Vance McDonald wears 89 in honor of Dicka. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's all right. That's a touching tribute. And I late night on the score is Les Grobstein. Oh yeah. Who just he just rambles on about I don't know what the hell he's talking about. No, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's he's not a great like football mind, but he he does he is a good Chicago mind. And uh they were they were talking yesterday about how the Ravens are not the Browns. The history of the Brown it's a, the Ravens are an expansion franchise. Right. The Browns the Cleveland Browns still have all of the records. Correct. In all of the uh, colors of the Cleveland Browns of all time. Right. Ray, the, the linebacker. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, thank you. He was the first pick of the Baltimore Ravens okay. that year. Ossie Newsom. Yeah. The, uh, he was connected general to General manager. And he still has Browns records. <clears throat> he has no Ravens records. Now, Ray Lewis, he has nothing to do with the Browns. Right. See what I mean? Because it's two separate. Yeah. So that's what Les is talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The, the league, it's the team, the deal was the team got to move as an expansion team and create a new team. All the history and the colors, like you just said, would stay in Cleveland while Baltimore would get, be able to keep the roster of the old Cleveland Browns. Right. So that, that was the deal. And then a couple years, I think three years later, the Cleveland Browns returned to Cleveland as a the, the team resurfaced, I guess, not right. as an expansion team. Right. 
Did you know that before? I guess I loosely, but I, I just I never really thought about it. I guess. How was your buddy Grubstein about it? Oh, he's very insistent about it. He's like, no, this they they are not the same team. This is a different. The Cle- the Ravens are their own team. The Browns are their own team. And then people are trying to argue with him. You know, like, no, it was the Browns. They moved, and then read, Les read the actual, like, legal documentation. Right, and right. He, oh. he, he was actually right. He just, he, he was letting people call him to tell him he's wrong right. because he knew that he could come back with it and tell him, ah, no, this. It's the whole Boars and Birdstein. They want dumb people to call him so they can hang up on him. But Les likes the dumb callers because he's kind of dumb Well, in his own way, too. Reminds me of myself when I was younger. Yeah, but he's ancient. How old is he? I don't know. He's 50s, 60s. I mean, I guess he's not ancient, but I mean, he's well experienced. He's been in his profession for a long time. Yeah. Hey, uh, this weekend, if you have a chance on a Saturday, mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend, it's Riot Fest. Yeah, no, I got something. I'm, I'm going to go catch. Um, I'm going to go catch <clears throat> that evening. I think that it is the Flaming Lips playing. And then Sunday night is Weezer playing the Blue Album. So I'm going to make it over there for all of that uh, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. I'm very pumped. You coming? No. What, what's going on? Uh, I got to um, I, I got to do a service. Okay. A service? Is there a funeral? Uh, no, there's a wedding. Ooh, yeah. You you and... Uh, what is this? You're playing dumb over here. You and uh, the EP... Because we have a very strict rule at Larcher and Lawrence, and there's no fraternizing with the staff. And uh, you and the lady, rule? you and the lady, have been living in sin under the same roof for so long now that we, we there has to be a marriage, or we'd have to fire the EP. I'll tell you, or what. you, one of the two. If you, if you're going to buy a brand new car, Al, you're going to test drive the car, aren't you? <laughs> I can't see it. Yeah, I guess I guess so. No, I'm very excited to have you a part of this upcoming weekend, and I'm marrying the love of my life. So, there it is. Wow, there it is. Wow, and, uh, that's well said. My best friends of all time is uh, going to be doing the marrying of us, and I have seven of the best men that I've ever known standing up next to me and in front of my family, my parents, and my friends, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm excited, too. We're just days away. The countdown yeah. is on, and then... Uh, then we party, right? I mean, that's the after yeah. effect. After I mean, you guys get married, I hope do it. big party. <clears throat> yeah, I'll tell you what, it, it's going to be a, a hooting good time, a hoot, hooting hollering, and uh, we're going to we're going to sing along, we're going to dance, we're going to laugh, we're going to love, we're going to smoke some nice cigars. I might play a little golf Saturday morning. I don't golf, but I might do it just because they give me the, the, the place place gives me golf for free. Yeah, how about that? Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Did you golf? Are you a golfer? Oh, I am now. I got to call my buddy Chad to see if he's got some clubs for me, but I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm planning on golf on Saturday morning. Really? I think. I don't know. Lauren, am I golfing Saturday morning? Okay, I don't think I'm golfing Uh-oh. Saturday morning. The EP's stepping in. I don't know. Yeah. What am I doing? Do you know? Oh, I'm getting ready around noon, so as long as I'm on the course by. Wait, I thought 1.30. I think, yeah, we'll talk about the details. I'm pretty sure I'm getting ready about 1.30. I don't know. That's when the photographer will be there. No, 12.30. 12.45. Yeah. i got to look at the schedule again, apparently. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Because you seem very uh, confused right now. And this, there shouldn't be any confusion. What's the, what was that? That was Snoop. He's getting ready to play us out. Snoop is playing us yeah. out? He's in the back. He wanted to say hi for a minute. Right now. He plays us out. I like Snoop. 
I do too. Uh, let's pretty soon talk about next week. And uh, you, what, what's your prediction for the Chicago Bears? Oh, and two. What they're gonna they're gonna go down. There's gonna, gonna be a go safety down by two to start it out. Yeah. There's a safety, and this, then they come back to win it. No, no. I they're they're gonna lose this game. And I'm um, a little pissed. I think that that is just a bullshit attitude. I'd like a little positivity, and if, you don't you don't see what's going on out there. Jay Cutler knows. I you don't know everything that they're trying to do. There's some good things out there. Clark, I understand it's like talking to somebody who is a prisoner of war. What are you you, you have been a Cubs fan for so long. Like you just Which, can't. by the way, Chris Bryant voted by multiple, multiple places as the best minor league ball player of the year, and he wasn't even one of them that they brought up. Good. You well, hopefully, be excited. Monday night we're heading over to the game. Hopefully next uh, year they, they do I'm better. bringing Al Archer to Wrigley Field. He's going to oh, become Jesus. a Cubs fan. Actually, James Farrell's bringing us. That was a great show, by the way. I, I want to say it over at the double door. Yeah. James put a, did a great job. That host fella, not impressed. That guy's not funny, and he's full of shit. Yeah. I didn't like it. He runs that show once a month, and, and I didn't think he was funny. He didn't say anything funny at all, and he was bullshit. Yeah. And there were about three comedians that sucked ass. Yeah, there were some pretty bad comedians. That one good was pretty good. I don't remember her name. A little bit, you know, the yeah. bigger gal. She used to her set. Yeah, sure. she was good. And our, our old friend there, uh, uh, Marie Toomey. No, uh, Laura Hug. Laura Hug. She was great. I thought she was fine, and then James Farrell, better than I've seen him. He's really he's improving his game yeah. there. He's, and he's, I, I saw him at a whole new level, and I love it. It'd be nice if he came on the show at some point. I mean, you know, but <laughs> negotiating with him is like, it's like negotiating with, um, I don't know, Roger Goodell. Oh, I was, yeah. I don't know. It was a good time. So you, you got a loss coming up. I got, I got him winning. Please let me know if you think that I'm wrong, at Where's Clark on Twitter. Let Al know if you think he's right. He's larger than life on Twitter. Uh, very excited about Chicago Cubs. Have you, well. have you seen this controversy with LaShawn McCoy? I did. He left a 20-cent tip. Yeah. Apparently, his service was absolute shit. Well, that, that's the word. Like, at first, everyone was like, oh, another athlete being an asshole not tipping because, you know, I mean, right. Scotty Pippen's just a jag-off who right. doesn't tip, and there's a lot of other notorious bad tippers. Well, this guy went, and then the owner of the place posted the tip on the Internet, and all of a sudden, the feedback went in the other direction where people's like, hey, check your Yelp score out. You guys have, like, a star. Oh, yeah. Your, your service is notoriously yeah. bad, so maybe you guys should look at yourselves. No, yeah, that's what it is. But have you seen the, the backlash now is coming back, if you check it out, of people saying, that's bullshit. No matter what, you don't leave 20 cents. Right, yeah. You don't leave 20 cents, especially if you're that. But there's other servers that have chimed in that they have waited on. Yeah. Shady, right? Isn't that what they call them? Shady. Shady. Employees? A little yeah. shady with the tips. Uh, that have chimed in on that and said, he has tipped me very well. Like, they're talking oh, 100% tip. Wow. Other people. Because they gave him great service. Yeah. And they're saying, I suspect we know your place, that you just gave him shit service. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, whatever the place was, they've gotten a lot of press in Philly. Charlie Sheen just pledged $1,000 to Waiter Eagles player allegedly stiffed. So, that person's winning in the end. Yeah. There you go. It's all good. Huh. Well, that's good. Let's see. Charlie Sheen tweeted... Dear Tommy up at PYT in Philly, please tell Rob K. I'm pledging $1,000 to him for the tip debacle. Just want to help out. No judgment. 
the Chicago Sky are getting manhandled. Oh, I saw that game yesterday. What a disaster. Brittany Grenier, man, he is awesome. And they just, they owned it. They have him in Tarasi. Like, they are good. Like, the Chicago Sky owned it, and it was awesome. She, she uh, Brittany Grenier is just getting it done. Yeah. And their team is great. The Sky shouldn't have been there. They finished under, they finished under 500. So them getting there is something else. But they'll get one home game. Oh, wait. Actually, they won't. They won't, no. Because uh, Garth Brooks has kicked him out of the All-State Arena. And rightfully so. Well, I mean, he's drawing, he's filling the place up every night. He's got 18-5 coming in there. They there usually go. have 18 people. And to be honest, like, they're going to be happier at the Pavilion. They're playing over at the USC Pavilion. They'll be able to darn near fill it up. It'll be broadcast live on ESPN this Friday night. And hopefully they can play a little better. I'd like to see them try to just squeak out a win. If the WNBA was smart, they'd do what the NBA does, and they'd fix the game and let this guy win a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to have to uh, rush through the rehearsal Friday. Out of commissioners, so I get to the uh, Sky Game. Out of commissioners in out of pro sports. Uh huh. Adam Silver's had himself a pretty decent year. Yeah. Yeah. Bud Selig, he's retiring. He's done. He can't yeah, do any he's wrong. Fine. He's he the man did. on the way out. There you go. That uh, that hockey guy's not doing so well, but uh, he's going to be overshadowed now. Yeah. By this uh, Roger Goodell. I can't. I, I just the way he came in firing in the league when he first started. A new I'm so surprised by where we got with him. He, he's doing a shit job. He was the sheriff. He was going to be the tough guy. It's what it seemed like, and uh, so far, uh, not too good. It just it annoys me that they're making up rules as they go, Al. Well, they, they they're allowed to. That's After the backlash, they came right. They're an empire. After the backlash, they come back. They they call it six, They'll suspend a guy for six games, first offense. Right. Well, then this happens. It's not six games for Rice, which I'm not saying it should have only been six. No, it's, I, it's indefinitely, but they're just they're making it up now. I mean, they didn't follow the rules that they put in place afterwards. I, I know, they don't what, know you're, what the hell they're doing. I know what you're saying. Ex post facto comes to mind. Uh, you can't be charged you with know, something that, that the Latin before, therefore, because of something like that. Okay. Where basically you can't have you can't institute a law and then punish people for the new law. So, therefore, if you've done something in the past, it cannot just, you can't, you know, if murder's legal, you murder a guy, and then they say, no, mur- murder, you should be executed. They can't come and make course, you execute. there's a double jeopardy on that, too. If, if you've been exonerated or if you've already been punished a certain way on it, right. you're not allowed to be again. I saw double jeopardy, Ashley Judd. Now, it. it's, a, it's a private industry. They can do what they want, but it, it is strange that, th- th- and this is the root of the problem. Roger Goodell said... You know what? If you hit a woman, you're suspended for two games. And everybody said, wow, if you smoke pot, you're suspended for four games. That doesn't make any sense. So now they're changing that. So then Roger Goodell says, okay, well, if you hit a woman, you're suspended for six games. And not just a woman. It's if you bully somebody, if, you're, if you assault a human being, you're going to be suspended for six games. And then, I, what, twice and you're out of the league? Something to that effect? Yep. So that rule happens. Now, nothing has changed. Except now, all of a sudden, there's a video. As soon as the video seconds. comes out, the Ravens fire Ray Rice, and the league says, you know what, he's indefinitely suspended. So everything's changing on the fly. Instead of just being on top of this from the get-go, there wouldn't have been much of a problem. He's lied, he's covered up, he's manipulated, and he's played dumb. He's either willingly ignorant of what happened, or he's conspired to cover the truth. Either way... It's negligence, therefore he should be fired from the league. I'm with you, man. 
I couldn't agree more. And I usually defend these guys, not not uh, abusers, but uh, you know, usually management types who are under fire for weird stuff. Right. I'm usually on their side, and and if he survives this, I'm not going to be angry. But it is such an embarrassment right now that it really seems like there's no other option than to find a new commissioner. I'm with you completely. Hey. But by in the tomorrow, end, they're gonna, by tomorrow, they're going to make an announcement. I, I believe what? that he's no Money talks. I don't think it's going to be that soon. But really? I would, I again, I wouldn't be surprised if he survives. got the house in on this, and the government went on. Larcher and Larcher, this has been episode 96. Thank you for listening. Lauren, thank you for taking the calls. I look forward to marrying you Ten this weekend. Seconds. That's my partner. I Larcher. look forward to marrying both of you this weekend. I'm Clark Lawrence and he's Al Archer. Have a good night. This, this is a Ricky Ricardo production.